Hey readers, welcome to the Brantford Public Library's Juicebox Book Talks. I'm Leanna. And I'm Laura. We are two Library 11 techs working in the Child and Youth Programming Department with a passion for children's literature. And this is the place to discover new and exciting book recommendations for kids. In each episode, we discuss a book we've read together as a buddy read, and then we choose a variety of titles for different ages based upon theme. We will explore books, spoiler free, available at the library in print and digital form, which include picture books, junior fiction, and graphic novels. So find your favorite book nook, get comfy, and let's get started. Box Book Talks episode number five. Five, six. 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 Pardon me. Well, was I read Canadian Day five? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is episode Get it right. six. Okay. So Laura and I are here, and our theme for the episode today is International Women's Day, which is being held on March 8th, 2021. This is a global day celebrating the social, economic, cultural, and political achievements of women and girls and raising awareness for the work still left to be done. The theme for this year is choose to be challenged. This is a day we celebrate women's achievements, raise awareness about women's equality, lobby for accelerated gender parity, and fundraise for female-focused charities. We thought it was a good idea to highlight some women and girls in history and today. Um, It's a perfect opportunity for us in the podcast to highlight strong female characters in literature and strong females in history represented in some of our diverse and engaging nonfiction books. And we hope it really opens up some conversations for everyone too. Uh, Yeah, there's lots of great things to talk about and interesting facts to know and what these remarkable women have done through history and even the fictional characters that we're going to discuss too. I mean, they've gone on to remarkable as well in our imagination so yeah as always it was hard to really limit the number of books we want to talk about because the library collection is so there's just plenty of books to highlight this subject in our in our collection so it was hard to choose just a few but here we are today with a couple that we hope that you pick up or download to listen to Our buddy read for today is Brown Girl Dreaming. This is a middle grade memoir written in verse. We would recommend it to readers 9 to 12 or 9 to 101. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It's written by Jacqueline Woodson. It was published in 2014 and it has won, it's gone on to won several awards, including the National Book Award, the Newbery Honor Book, and the Credit Scott King. So here's a little bit of a setup before we talk about it. In Brown Girl Dreaming, Jacqueline Woodson describes a childhood growing up in the 1960s and 1970s as a Black girl. She was raised partly in South Carolina and partly in New York, and the books depict that divided life. Through vivid poems, Woodson shares her experiences and relationships in the midst of the civil rights movement. She introduces her young readers to important figures like Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, and Ruby Bridges. This is an emotionally charged coming of age story about a girl trying to find her place in the world. Great book. So good. And I mean, I did the audio book and like what a youthful voice she has. Like she, cause Jacqueline Woodson is actually the narrator of the audio book and it was phenomenal. Like you could just sit there and listen to it. And I mean, and if you're a younger person listening to her narrate the the book, um, she sounds like you, that's the thing. She doesn't sound like an, 
I'm not say old lady, but you know, she doesn't sound like an old lady. Like she has a very youthful voice. You can tell that her youthful spirit comes through through her narration. It was, it was, it was beautiful and you couldn't help, but just want to keep listening. So yeah, it was great. I think I loved how the book was presented. I also listened to it. I read it years ago in print and I also listened to it. And this time around, I actually listened to it and read it, like followed along on the page. Perfect. I think that's, I don't know, that's just a, a wonderful way to consume novels in verse because they are so emotional that to listen to it, especially the author reading it to you and watching how the words fall across the page is so beautiful. Um, I liked how the story felt like a series of snap snapshots from her memory. I think it blended together to create like a beautiful reflection of her past and how it shaped her today as a person from a very early age and something they talk about, she talks about in the book is how she wanted to grow up to be a writer. Mm -hmm. She has some learning, she has some learning difficulties. Well, she, I think she's had dyslexia. Um, so it was like a, quite a feat for her to accomplish such a dream, but she knew. Well, sorry, go ahead. She knew from a very early age that she had that gift of writing and she really wanted to explore it. And obviously she became a wonderful writer. And it's funny, I felt for her, like, I mean, being the third child, she's competing against her older siblings. And of course, her older sister was this, they said she was, you know, brilliant, and she was so smart and did so well in school. And she was always being compared to her sister. And me being an older sibling myself, my, my brother always said that that's one thing he couldn't stand when we were growing up was that he was always being compared to me. So I could totally relate to that in the sense that, I mean, I wasn't the younger sibling, but kind of felt bad that I was the older sibling in some ways. So yeah, but I mean, and she just had to overcome like those things improved like to herself and everyone else, you know, like this is me and she, she found her place really. So mm -hmm. the other thing I really enjoyed, which I love in children's literature as a whole is when they mention other books. And mm -hmm. I loved how we, like, we knew she wanted to be a writer and she was really influenced by Oscar Wilde's The Selfish Giant. And it really affected her because it made her so emotional. Like she really connected with that character. And it just, again, shows how important classics are and fairy tales and all of that stuff that we read as children. Um, the other point I would wanna make about her and her like grade school experience was the time, do you remember the poem where she just, she talks about finding a picture book at her school library that had a black child in it? Right. And how that was like revolutionary back then to have yeah. that presentation. And I think it's so important for kids of all cultures and all backgrounds to discover that representation in the books that they read. I thought that was just great. Um, it really is an, like, she's an amazing woman. I hope to read lots more that she writes. Mm -hmm. um, I loved how the book, one of the themes in the book is really to just follow your dreams despite the obstacles you might face. Um, I would recommend this to any boy or girl. Like I know it says brown girl dreaming, but like boys will love this story as well. It, it would make a great family read aloud, a class mm -hmm. read aloud. Um, as we've mentioned, the audiobook is mesmerizing. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved it.
Yeah. And I think too, like a great thing about it is because it's written in verse, it's not so daunting for a reluctant reader. I mean, that's the thing. If you pick up a, a book and it's a chapter book and the chapter is like 10 pages, a lot of kids are like, no, I don't want to do it. It's too much. But this is perfect because they're just little vignettes, right? Like little poems that you can just say, oh, I, I, I read that. So I think it's, it's a perfect format for your reluctant readers that you want to have read some more in-depth things, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Additionally, part of the reason why this story resonates so emotionally is because of its presentation. It does have this feel of poetry, but it's not like a standalone book of poems. Mm -hmm. um, a novel in verse, it's not simply a book of standalone poems. There's actually a plot and it moves forward quickly and effectively. And the stories are highly appealing and accessible like you mentioned and really I would recommend this to our emergent readers to adults I think yeah lots of people to get something out of this and that's Absolutely. Brown, Girl, Brown Girl Dreaming by Jacqueline Woodson okay so the first book I'd like to discuss the title is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls this is a stunning nonfiction biography for readers 9 to 12 written by Francesca Cavallo and Elena Favilli this is the perfect place to start if you want to introduce your children to the many contributions made by women. A hundred women are highlighted, including scientists, athletes, artists, writers, and politicians. From the well-known to the little-known, this book acknowledged women throughout history and around the world who have overcome adversity and helped pave the way for women today. One full page is dedicated to each entry with an accompanying illustration and quote. And I have to say right from the get-go that the illustrations are what drew me in immediately to this book series. They're absolutely beautiful. They're contributed by 60 different artists. So they cover lots of different artistic styles and colors. And they are honestly breathtaking and really add to the book as a whole. Each story is super short, which is why they make um, the good bedtime stories. So you can read them like right before bed at night and then you'll still have time to discuss what you've read with your kids. They're not biographies in the sense that you will learn everything you need to know about these remarkable women, but they're great introductions. They're, this book is important for young girls and young boys to learn about strong female role models. And I just, again, wouldn't dismiss the fact that boys will really get a lot out of this as well. It's not just for girls. We're talking about lots of women and lots of girls, but it's just as important um, for our boys to learn about them too. Some of the memorable girls and women that are covered in this collection are Helen Keller, Ada Lovelace, the Bronte sisters, Maya Angelou, and gymnast Simone Biles. This is creative nonfiction. It's not an encyclopedia, so it really does feel like a fictional work, um, not like a daunting, you know, dense nonfiction book. It really works to plant the seed for readers to explore these individuals more in depth. And I find it's quite inspiring that the goodnight stories for rebel girls. All right, my first picture book that I wanna talk about actually, um, International Women's Day is March 8th, but did you know that March 6th is Paper Bag Princess Day? Uh, so Paper Bag Princess is a classic story about Elizabeth, Dragon and Ronald. This book was originally published in 1980 by Robert Munch and illustrated, of course, by Michael Marchenko. And I mean, who doesn't know the wonderful story of the paper bag princess? 
to me, this is a great book, not just for girls to read. It's for boys too. It's about, for anyone really about learning how to hold your own, learning how to be comfortable in your own skin, to know that you can do things on your own. You don't necessarily need someone to do it for you. So I love it. I mean, and of course, Paper Bag Princess, the classic line at the end, you know, you are a bum. So it's a fantastic story of empowerment for any gender and really anyone should read it because who doesn't love a good Robert Munch and Michael Marchenko partnership, right? So the Paper Bag Princess, there you go. Okay, so moving from picture book to another middle grade, I read the book Front Death by Kelly Yang. This is an own voices middle grade realistic fiction with autobiographical content that I would recommend to kids ages nine to 12. I love this book so much. Can I just say that from the get-go? It's just, oh my goodness. My, this is likely my favorite middle grade so far this year. Okay, so here's the setup. So Front Desk follows the life of 10-year-old Mia Tang in the 1990s. Mia and her family are immigrants from China and they move to the United States in search of a better life. This is no easy feat for the family as the story opens with them living in a motel and working for next to nothing. Mia isn't ashamed of her living situation, she, but she finds it necessary to keep her struggling family situation from her classmates. She is one of only two Asian students at her predominantly white school. The plot moves swiftly, switching between Mia's home life at the motel, where she works at the front desk dealing with dangerous situations, and school life, where she navigates friendships, deals with some bullying, and simply tries to fit in. Mia is strong and brave and seeks out what is important to her even in the face of adversity. She dreams of being a writer. There's that trope again. Our characters wanting to be writers. And she doesn't let this dream falter even if the odds are against her. She's inspiring, a wonderful role model, and even a creative problem solver as she learns working the front desk at such a fun age. I think this, I, part of the reason why I love this book so much is because it was based on Kelly Yang's own life. And I think once you have that autobiographical content, even though it's still fiction, you still can, you connect with the book and the author so well. Many of these events are based on Kelly Yang's life, which really heightened the impact of this book. She herself helped her parents manage several motels in California uh, between the ages of eight to 12. Her parents too were immigrants and they actually traveled to the US in the 90s from China with only like $200 in their pockets. I would recommend this book to really everyone. <laughs> um, the kids, kids interested in learning about other cultures and different ways of life, kids who struggle to fit in or connect with other kids, newcomers to Canada, especially kids who have parents who don't speak English very well or at all, like they'll really find something, get something out of this story. I, I think, they'll just have a, it will just speak to them. They'll have a way to, they'll, they'll definitely relate to Mia's journey. Um, honestly, this book is so empowering for kids. It's important reminder for them that although they may feel small, they have the ability to make a difference and the opportunity to affect other people's lives positively. I'm excited this is part of a series. She has a follow-up, um, which I think it was released last year called Three Keys. And there's a new one titled Room to Dream, which comes out later this year. That's Front Desk by Kelly Yang. Pick it up. It's awesome. My next picture book is called The Proudest Blue, A Story of Hijab and Family. It is written by Olympic medalist Iptaj Muhammad with SK Ali and art by Hatem Ali. 
So this book is beautiful. Um, the illustrator is Egyptian born, actually lives in Canada now in the Maritimes. Uh, and Ibtaj Muhammad, as I said, she's an Olympic medalist. She is the, she's the first uh, Muslim American woman in hijab to compete for the United States in the Olympics. She went on to uh, win a bronze medal at the Rio Olympics for fencing. Um, I mean, this woman's done many amazing things. They've actually like created a Barbie after her image. So like, oh. right? So uh, the story is all about um, a little sister who looks up to her older sister who has now come of an age where she can, you know, start to wear his job to school. So it's the first day of school. And the little sister is more excited about the fact that her sister, her older sister, gets to wear his job to school. She's so excited. She's so proud of her sister. She chose this blue, beautiful blue color, represents the sky, the ocean, everything. But of course, I mean, things happen at schools, as we know. Um, there's teasing, uh, she's made fun of for it, but there's also support, there's understanding, friendship, and there's admiration in this book. To me, it's a beautiful repre representation of a young girl embracing and taking pride in her faith. Um, yeah, she's not ashamed of it, and she, she it proudly represents it. So to me, it was a great um, rite of passage story for anyone really to learn more about other face if you're not of the Muslim faith. So it was a great book, The Proudest Blue, beautifully illustrated. I loved it. It was fantastic. That's great. Thanks. Okay. So my next book is, the title is I Am Not a Number by Jenny K. Dupuy and Kathy Kaser, illustrated by Jillian Newland. This is a narrative nonfiction picture book, but I would recommend this to older kids, at least 10 plus given the content. Um, it's amazing. It was a Silver Birch finalist in 2018. This is a book based on its author, Jenny K. Dupuis' grandmother, Irene Couchy Dupuis. Irene and her family live together on the Nipissing First Nation until the day a government agent comes to their door to take Irene and two of her brothers away to live at a residential school very far from home. Irene's parents don't want to send their children away, but they are given no choice. Irene's mother hugs her close and tells her, never forget who you are. Irene cannot guess what awaits her at the residential school, but through everything, she will cling to her mother's words. She will not forget who she is or where she comes from. Although this is an emotionally tough book to read as an adult, I think it's too important to not share with children. I would recommend this to readers interested in history. I spent time myself reading reviews about the book from a variety of different sites and there remained a consistent theme. A lot of people don't know about this piece of Canadian history. I Am Not a Number is the perfect starting point in learning about residential schools because it's an accessible gateway book that opens the door to learning and thought. I was horrified but intrigued by Irene's story um, and so thankful that her granddaughter shared it. That's I, I Am Not a Number by Jenny K. Dupuy. And I, yeah, I, I'm chilled and a little taken, like it's emotional even to For like sure. discuss this book. I feel, uh, honestly, I get chills just thinking about it. Um, it. It's just, it's an important topic and one that I'm glad we can highlight in the podcast today because I think kids um, and their families will get a lot out of it. And yeah. And I mean, I think it's a great conversation starter too. I mean, we have orange shirt day in September. So mm -hmm. I mean, what a great way to 
kind of introduce kids to it. So yeah, Absolutely. things that need to be talked about, right? They need to be talked about here in Canada. So yeah. Absolutely. Go. Okay, my last picture book that I'm going to talk about this month is called Eyes That Kiss in the Corner. It is written by Joanna Ho and illustrated by Zhong Ho. Uh, this book came out in January of 2021 with so much buzz around it. And for a, like a reason, it is the most beautiful, like it's stunning illustrations, beautiful representation throughout it. Uh, it's about a Chinese girl whose eyes kiss in the corner. Um, what I love most about this book is that it really just shows you that we're all different. You know, we don't all look the same and that's okay. It's a story about beauty, embracing the beauty from no matter what you look like, no matter what your eyes look like, we're all different. We're all made beautiful, but we also inherit those characteristics from our families and uh, it, it goes on to talk about how her eyes look like her mother's or her grandmother's or her sister's and how there's all different unique connections between the generations. And I mean, they say that the eyes are the weight of the soul. And this book is such a, mm-hmm. such a great way to like, to like, think about that statement because there's so much history that goes beyond what you see, right? We all have a history. We all have a past. We all have ancestry that goes back and uh it's just it's a stunning book it's a beautiful story you'll probably get a tear in your eye it's just it was such a well done book eyes that kiss in the corner by joanna ho and illustrated by jung ho fantastic my next book is el defo it's a middle grade graphic novel written and illustrated by cc bell it's semi-autobiographical and i would recommend it to kids eight plus okay So Cece Bell grew up with severe hearing loss as a child after suffering from meningitis at four and a half years old. Initially, she's enrolled in a regular school where she's the only student with hearing issues. So already she feels very different. Hearing aid options at the time. So this is, again, this is the 1990s. So I guess we can add middle grade and historical fiction. Oh my God. Really? Historical fiction? What's that? Okay. Historical fiction? But it's the 90s. Think of how long ago the 90s. Oh, just be quiet. Keep going. <laughs> so hearing aid options at the time are limited. So Cece has to wear what is called the phonic ear. This clunky monstrosity was the size of a small backpack with wires and dials, which she wore across her chest. Adding to this craziness, her teacher wore a microphone that was connected to the sonic ear so she could talk into it and it would amplify her voice so Cece could hear. This is like, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. So she feels, she's a little girl, she's at a school, she can't hear and she feels, she just feels isolated and really not part of the, the community. So the story is about her childhood and the ways other kids treated her differently, her being differently abled. She creates her own alter ego as a superhero named El Defo to deal with never fitting in because her disability makes her stick out. This book reminded me a lot of RJ Palacio's Wonder. I mean, anyone who loves Wonder definitely needs to pick up El Defo. It's touching and smart. It's a little heartbreaking at times, but it also makes you giggle and laugh out loud. It teaches kids resilience, and it's a great book to open up conversations about how, again, we are all different and the importance of acceptance. I smiled throughout this graphic novel. It's Cece Bell's El Defo. Okay, my last book selection for this month is my emergent pick, which is Mia Mayhem is a Superhero. 
Mia Mayhem is a series of books. This is number one in the series, and there are 10 currently published, and the 11th is coming out later this year. It's written by Kara West, illustrated by Lisa Hernandez. This book is so much fun. Uh, yeah, it's Mia. She's a girl. But really, if you like superheroes and you like to read, this is a fantastic book. It's super, super cute, super fun. I mean, it learns about how she becomes a superhero. Mia is an ordinary kid, or so she thinks she is, until one day an invitation arrives for her to go to a superhero school called The Pits. And she's like, well, what's this all about? And then her parents reveal some things to her that she didn't know she's not so ordinary anymore and neither is her family. Mia Mayhem is great. Like it's the perfect emergent chapter book for kids who are just starting to read chapter books. I would say like a grade uh, one, two, three, this is perfect for them. You could even do it as a share read. If you had enough copies, read it together as a class. Uh, it's fantastic. There's lots of illustrations on every page, big text, super easy language to follow. Um, it was just a fun book. I can't read to read number, wait to read number two. I love number one. So, and I think you definitely would want to read it in order because um, the first book is really about her learning how to embrace her superhero. And then it's just going to go on from there. So I'm super excited to read the next book, but that's Mia Mayhem is a superhero. Check out the series. It's fantastic. Okay. So my next book is another narrative nonfiction book. And this one is about Anne Frank. It's called All About Anne. And it's written by Menno Metzelar. And the illustrator is Huck Scary, who just happens to be Richard Scary's son, apparently. I learned that. Interesting. My research, yes. Wow. So this book captures the context and background around Anne's life. It was commissioned by the Anne Frank House in Amsterdam. And apparently what they did is they compiled a bunch of questions left by children visiting the Anne Frank House. And answered- I love that. That's so great to create the book. So the text, the detailed photographs, the beautiful illustrations, they really combine to give the fullest picture of Anne's life, her diary in a secret annex. This is a great, once again, um, like a gateway book, a good introduction to Anne Frank. It's great for kids that aren't quite ready to read her diary because her diary is quite, it's longer, it's a bit, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bit more of a journey. So they might not be quite ready for the diary, but this is a good nonfiction book with great illustrations to get them started. It's a it's educational and really works as a good companion to the diary. Um, so that's all about Anne by Menno Metzelar. So the last book we're going to discuss is an amazing series called Little People Big Dreams. It's similar to the Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, except they're standalone stories. So it's not like a volume with a hundred different people discussed. Each book represents one person. So these are, they're, it's a wonderful series. It's written by Maria Isabel Sanchez Vigera, if I pronounce that correctly. Um, the illustrate, there's a variety of different illustrators, but each book is illustrated beautifully. They're whimsical illustrations, they're colorful. Again, that's what I like saw and really like was drawn to were the illustrations. So the Little People Big Dreams, it said on each of the volumes, it says discover the lives of outstanding people from designers and artists to scientists 
All of them achieved incredible things, yet each began life as a child with a dream. And there are a ton of volumes to choose from that highlight the strengths and resilience and just absolute brilliance of women and girls throughout history. One that I read recently with my daughter um, highlighted Greta Thunberg's life. So if you're interested in activists, she's obviously a Swedish environmentalist who talks about climate change. I would definitely check that out. There's also volumes on Ella Fitzgerald, Harriet Tubman, Marie Curie, Amelia, Amelia Earhart, who am I missing, Laura? There's tons to choose from and they're great. My favorite in our house, yeah, with my daughter, we love the Dolly Parton one. My daughter loves Dolly Parton. So we love the Dolly Parton one, it's fantastic. So yeah. Definitely lots of musicians. There's tons yeah. to choose from um, like that really cover anything you're interested in. Like there's just- Absolutely. Another great gateway set of books to, just give you that little taste of someone's life that if you wanna pursue it, you can continue reading about and doing research on, but they're great introductions. That's the Little People Big Dream series. For sure. And there's a couple other series too that are good for that too. There's Ordinary People Change the World. It's another great series, cute illustrations uh, written by Brad Meltzer and illustrated by Christopher Iliopoulos. And there's also the She Persisted series that Chelsea Clinton has contributed with too. They're great series too to get you through or to get you an introduction to some really great historical figures as well, women and men. So yeah. We tried to really have an assortment of different books to highlight for this episode. And we'd love to hear from you. Like we want to know what you're picking up what you're reading what you like if we missed anything that you think we should add to our show notes um let us know like we want to yeah, add to our collection even if you want something we missed that maybe we should add in the collection let us know for sure good point so don't forget international women's day is march 8th and be sure to check out overdrive cloud library and our Biblio commons print collection and um, because all of these, all of these books, if you want to read them digitally, if you want to hold them in your hands and read them, or if you want to listen to the audiobooks, they are available at the library. So definitely check them out. And thank you for listening. Thanks so much for listening today. We hope we've introduced you to some new authors and children's titles. All the books discussed today are available in print and digital format on either Overdrive, Cloud Library, or Hoopla. Please visit BranfordLibrary.ca for more information about this podcast and other fantastic programs the library has to offer. Thanks. Bye-bye. Juicebox Book Talks is a Brantford Public Library podcast developed by Leanna Flumiani, that's me, and me, Laura Virag. Edited by Anna Flaherty. Music provided by Purple Planet through purple-planet.com. 